0: Three, two, one.
1: Podcast. Podcast time.
0: Podcast. <laughs> welcome back to Two Dudes Talking Motorcycles. I'm dude number one, Gleb. I, am, I guess I'm Gleb number, uh, dude number two. Mitch. There's only one, There's Gleb, only one here. Gleb. There's only There's one only Gleb. Yeah. This is so. Mitch. I'm Gleb. <laughs> and here's our socials. Well, they'll be somewhere here. We can't, we're, yeah. yeah. Anyways, welcome back and uh, to episode two. And we made some minor improvements. So hopefully it sounds a little bit better this time. That's we have the idea. stands now. <laughs> yeah. So we can be very close to the mic and closer to the audience. To you. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. So today, our main topic is going to be MSF. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are not familiar, MSF stands for Motorcycle Safety Foundation and their biggest thing is promoting motorcycle safety and also offering motorcycle courses so people looking to get into motorcycling can learn the basics the all the safety all the necessary safety stuff and the basics of riding a motorcycle and um and i think this is kind of a like a like a little bonus thing is if you're unsure about motorcycling, it's a good way to see if you actually like it or not. Yeah.
1: Um, and in my research on it too, and I guess I kind of knew, but I didn't really like know the extent of how, of how much the MSF um, did, but they actually do like a lot of research too. So it's not just um, uh, like learning motorcycle uh, skills and safety. It's they actually provide a lot of research and stat, uh, statistics into um, motorcycle crashes and safety and, um, we and I, I don't want to like data dump or anything throughout this. We can just kind of talk <clears throat> more yeah. about the uh, MSF itself. But um, no, it was it was very impressive to see uh, where they get a lot of their te- their safety techniques. So like, the stuff you learn okay. in the MSF is uh, research based.
0: Yeah, I was reading through your notes uh, earlier, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know half this stuff. So yeah. you've really done your research. Yeah. But before we get into that, just a two little bits of motorcycle news. Uh this month is BMW's 100 year anniversary yeah. and they actually released uh two special edition models for this and it is the BMW um R90 R90 R- R- yeah. and the R18 uh 100 year anniversary editions. What colors and are
1: those for the audio listeners cuz I can't really see it from here. For the audio listeners
0: it is uh they're kind of about like silver chrome Okay. For the R90 and the R18 has silver uh silver gas tank about reddish brownish leather seats and chrome pipes and the same goes for the r9t but the cool thing i found out in the article that i read about this the article is from cycle world by the way we'll give them credit where credit is due but the cool thing is is that the first bmw motorcycle so like the idea for it, the sketch for it and the prototype came out in 1920 20, 1922 so 100 years ago and the actual production model came out in 1923 the following year but it was a 494 cc boxer twin with a shaft drive and the gearbox is bolted into the engine and yeah which is basically how bmw uh, how a good chunk of bmw (laughs) motorcycles are still today and it was air cooled it's basically the engine that you see on the r18 the r90 the uh the G S, the R twelve fifty G S and then the R twelve hundred like it, the R S. It's run running run strong. Yep. <laughs> so, so that engine has a lot of pedigree and has been around for a very long time. So I thought that was a cool little tidbit. And then in other news, uh KTM announced their t- two new adventure bikes, the seven ninety and as well and the seven or the sorry, the seven ninety and the eight ninety. Okay. I was going And ask. we have pictures here. The it's, one on the right. Is this this one here? Is the eight ninety? This one's the seven ninety. And for the and,
1: uh, audio listeners, um, surprise, surprise, the KTM's—they look exactly the same as they always have. If you
0: know what a KTM looks like, you know. this, that's what they look like. <laughs> and yes, they have orange highlights in them, as KTM would have.
1: Well, it seems to yeah. work for them. I see a lot of them. Around. Yeah, so, yeah. And
0: sure. you know, I hear a lot of good stuff about them. They're yeah. very well known and being pretty much off road ready. So just some bit of information here. Uh, let me pull it up real quick because I did not do my homework well in advance. <laughs> Instead, I did it last minute. But the 790 has 95 horsepower, 65 foot-pound of torque, 790 cc parallel twin. That's about equivalent to my Triumph right there. Yeah, it's you know, pretty Slightly nice. smaller engine, so yeah, that's actually pretty good. And I always hear one big thing about KTM bikes is that they are excellent off-road. Like, out yes. of all the ADV bikes... They are the most off-road focused and do the best off-road. Yeah, compared I've, I've to I've seen that too. And that's probably them.
1: why I, I see so many of them actually off-road. So yeah, <laughs> that makes
0: a lot of sense. And for the 890, the um, let me find the specs here real quick.
1: See, I have a TFT as well. What we're look, yep, looking five inch, at.
0: five inch TFT, all the good stuff. I mean, you kind of expect it from a now fully they, spec yeah, model like this. And five and a half or five point three gallon fuel tank. That's very nice. Yeah. Should get you plenty of places, and I'm just going to go ahead and assume that it probably has all the off-road modes and gives you the ability to turn literally everything off because yeah. KT wouldn't have it any other way. So for the 890s, you get 105 horsepower and 74 pound-feet of torque. So a little bit of a jump from the 790, and yeah. um,
1: not, too, not too bad, really. Not
0: too bad, and 440 pounds. Yeah, it's pretty light.
1: Um, and I, I know you said you weren't sure you're going to announce it, but I'm, another bit of uh, motorcycle news: uh, We attended a motorcycle dealership's customer appreciation. Was that last week? Yes, it yeah. was. That was, no. was wait two weeks. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Gleb here won a motorcycle helmet.
0: I did win um, a motorcycle yeah. helmet. <laughs> it was an HTC. Um, or something. It was one of their modular, like higher-end modular ones. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'll so take a free cool. helmet if yeah. you know. <laughs> that's what i guess what i get yeah like, i'm not I, gonna complain yeah
1: and uh and i paid off my motorcycle so now i'm in trouble of getting another one. Oh, so that's the scary I'm try, part i'm gonna really try not to yeah but <laughs> give, give it maybe give it a year um, i'll try <laughs> so back to
0: our main topic and that's the motorcycle safety foundation yeah. or the motorcycle safety course and what we wanted to do is uh you're going to mention a little bit of the history about it, which kind of yeah, touched over. I just want
1: to pull a little bit in there. Cause it was and kind then, of, um, a lot like, uh, to read through, yeah. um, it was part of like some other like government entity or nonprofit entity that like, and that's kind of, and the name changed a lot. Yeah. Um, like since Maybe, like all the way, I think the last I saw, I didn't write the note down itself, but I think like this organization, like the name and organization changed, has been changing names. Like since like, I want to say like 1914 for, wow. like it was a long, time. A long
0: time. Um, so we're going to talk about the brief history about it, and then we're going to talk about our experience, yeah, and uh, with the motorcycle safety course, and basically just talk about like what we liked, what we didn't like, maybe some improvements, and why everyone else should take an MSF course, whether you ride or not. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, most continue with the history.
1: Most, if not all, of this information comes directly from the MSF's website. Um, on there. But they, so as we mentioned before, they they do do a lot of research. um, So they participate with government relations. um, Like um, a lot of people, as they know, they can take the MS safety beginners course. Yeah. In lieu of taking the DMVs. Yeah. um, Which is what I did. Yeah. Same. I did. It was, it was nice. Um, So that they work with like, like that, the government uh, relations, they have public awareness campaigns for non-motorcyclists as well as education. um, And uh, they provide Tra- tra- additional training for like um state and licensing programs from there very good cool. um it is national it's not it is a non-profit organization and currently it is sponsored by bmw brp i don't know who that is that's to be um
0: uh brp it's uh what's the what's the big uh side-by-side brand it starts with a c I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, but they make it's a Canadian company. And they make uh, they make a lot of uh, different like outdoor mm. machines and stuff oh, yeah. like that. But anyway, yeah. um, it's shoot, okay. It's, it's on the yeah. of my tongue. They,
1: <laughs> they also have the watch. You're gonna remember when we're done the, recording the, the slingshot.
0: Do you remember that like the three wheeled? I, all I know. Or not the slingshot. What's the three wheeled like?
1: The Can Am. Can Am. Oh, that's Can-Am. the brand I was oh, thinking. Of. Okay. So gotcha. BRP owns Can Am. Oh, okay. gotcha you. Yeah. Nice. All right. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> BMW, uh, BRP, Harley Davidson, Honda, Indian motorcycles, Kawasaki, KTM, Suzuki, Triumph, and Yamaha. So, so pretty much, pretty all, much, pretty all much all, of, it, all yeah. of
0: them. I don't see Ducati on there, which I'm not very surprised. Ducati got to get on that. <laughs> well, just they, kidding. They can't be bothered with an American organization. No, so No. I'm no, just kidding. No. They They probably have their own. They- Ducatis in the business of going fast, ridiculously. So. Free pizza and wine because <laughs> they're Italian. They're too good um, for
1: us. But yeah. So, uh, but getting into it, like the uh, um, during the nineteen sixties, nineteen as of nineteen sixty, there were fewer than six hundred thousand motorcycles registered uh, in the United States. Um, by the late sixties, most American riders they, were, they had just been learning from friends and family it was just like yeah here's a bike try it out yeah it's like oh you fell well, that sucks <laughs> um you know um but i think it was over there's over like nine or eight million registered bikes in the united states now wow that's um, quite the number yeah or maybe that could be global i might be a little wrong no i but, think
0: I, I think you're probably right yeah i feel like global there's <laughs> a lot more because especially if you consider like a lot of the south like the southeast asia and stuff like that where motorcycles are like a very primary source of transportation or really like like Uh, Latin America or like South America and stuff like that you see um, like even when we went to Mexico do you remember like seeing a lot of people riding these like tiny little sorry about that that was my fault (laughs) (laughs) riding these little um, like the little 125cc little Honda bikes they just sold at like the supermarket yeah you just pick them up like some tells me most of those people probably (laughs) did not take an MSF course (laughs) in their related country but a lot of countries do have motorcycles as a very primary or only source of transportation just because they're cheap, yeah. easy to get and simple to maintain compared to a car. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if it's
1: small enough, it might not even require a license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, um, it's they. so that, that's basically what it kicked off. Um, and early research is it was, it was actually anecdotal. So I'm sure, you know, you've heard it. I've heard it. Motorcycle listeners have heard it that like a lot of accidents, um, are caused not by the rider by, yeah. uh, by, uh, vehicle operators, car, car drivers, truck yeah. drivers. Um, and that was just anecdotal evidence up until like the seventies, um, when they actually started doing real research and they found that, yeah, actually, uh, for crash incidences where incidents. Yeah. Incident. <laughs> yeah. Where they, uh, um, so they are actually starting to piece together da- data around, uh, motorcycle crashes. So that's kind of what started it from there. Um, and then moving on into, I want to say it was, 72 or 73 they actually started to piece it together um to to come up with like a training course for people to take um yeah and now uh one of the notes i found reading through there they with the the standards and everything that they've set up um let's see so since yeah here we are more than eight million motorcyclists have enrolled in the msf uh, rider courses since 1974 so yeah yeah since 74 very and cool. then over four hundred thousand students take a course annually. That's so a lot. It's it, it's a, it's we're, not, we're uh, two it's of not it's not a joke. Yeah, that took it. Twenty
0: nineteen for me. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the MSF, it's not like this little like someone's side project of a safety thing. Like, oh, be safe. You know, you you see little groups like that here and there mm-hmm. um, among writers. But so this is like the legitimate big time. Um, uh, recognize recognize uh, organization formula, to yeah. become safe and, it, and it's important to do so.
0: One of the cool benefits is if you do take and complete a MSF course, and this is more geared towards new riders because if you're riding one, chances are you may have already taken it or <laughs> maybe not, but you can get discounts on insurance and even some motorcycle stores and stuff. They offer you discounts if you completed a MSF course because they mm-hmm. you know you know how to ride. <clears throat> but the biggest thing is probably insurance because uh, I remember when the, I was yeah. applying for or figuring out which insurance to get for my bike that's one of the questions they ask is like have you completed an msf course and if you click yes it knocks down the price now i don't know how they verify it though because i think mine had to had me like send a little photocopy of the card but i I don't don't remember yeah
1: no that's what mine was i I just had to send in like because you 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 get like the certificate yeah Um, and for mine because i took mine that was so close to a a dealership Mm um they were I don't know if they do I don't know if it was if it was offered to you, but they actually if you take that card to the dealership to buy your first motorcycle, there's also like additional discounts on gear and stuff.
0: I didn't do that because I bought mine from like a small old mompa Oh. Like mechanic yeah. slash used bike dealer. Gotcha. And I already had like a fantastic <laughs> price on my first bike. So I didn't even bother with that. They even knocked down like an extra like couple hundred bucks for me when i asked them if that's the lowest price they can go so i was like cool i'll take it oh man very nice
1: uh, <laughs> so, but no that was um so that's kind of like where how we got here now today like with the msf mm-hmm. um again to really just a stat if you don't know if you're curious about writing it's it is a fully legitimate um data-backed um course and and then on top of it because you know we, we've only taken the uh um the basic the b just a basic, the, ba- the BR basic riders course, BRC. Yes, yeah. Um, but they also offer once you hit a certain number of uh, hours on your bike, you can go take an uh, intermediate course, an advanced course. Um, and the
0: one that, uh, <laughs> and I'm planning on taking the advanced course next year, just because I think it's always important to keep on learning, um, especially when it comes to this, mm-hmm. because you know you think you're a good rider until somebody with much more experience like with way more experience than you watch as you ride from like an outside from a third person perspective and they'll be like hey you know you're doing this wrong or you know uh and maybe it's something not wrong but
1: just a bad habit that they notice that you might have that yeah it's
0: better to catch early on so you can
1: no it is good kick it and i like i know people also can this is um getting off a little bit but i've seen people they they record like on GoPro of themselves writing. Like they set it up in a parking lot mm-hmm. um, and they do that um, not to like make YouTube videos, but they, they're, they're looking at their own technique. From, oh, that's a very good idea. Yeah. It's them. pretty cool. I've never yeah, even thought of dedication, yeah. so, but <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> oh, also cool. planning on taking the advanced course. Cause I, I don't know about you, but I've, it seems this year particularly, especially after like a few close calls, um, for some reason I just feel like, like I just don't feel like I'm as, on top of like my emergency br- or my emergency maneuver skills i think it's
0: very good to keep those things like brushed yeah. up every and every few me, I years i
1: probably haven't been as keeping Same. Up with them as i should have been
0: yeah. so. <laughs> and uh then i think they have like i don't remember the exact name for it but it's the like the get to know your bike course you, yeah you go and take it with your bike and they sure some more advanced like almost like police like oh, riding yeah. techniques okay. and stuff like that very low speed maneuvers low speed like corners turns and Mm -hmm. figure eights and things like that so and it's crazy because if you ever like watched on youtube those uh like competitions where they have all the police uh yeah the motorcycle cops and those guys just throw those bikes around and they're big bikes they're They're not just like little dirt bikes or yeah sports bikes they're big heavy bikes and those guys are (laughs) leaning them at like you know like (laughs) just almost flat to the ground at the lowest speed and i'm like that's amazing what a motorcycle can do if you like
1: it's know nuts. what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I, I, I talked to a police officer once he was on, a, uh, he was a, a motorcycle cop. Um, you know, I, I was just asking him about it and like the courses. And he says like in his, in his job, he's he's been doing it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. It, it was his career. He said like the motorcycle course was, um, the hardest course he t- He ever took. It was like really stressful and hard to pass. Really? Just like, cause it was so technical and hands on. Yeah. And, like it, they're they're very strict on it though. From that's the program he took it through.
0: I mean that's good though because oh, yeah. I guess you know if you're <laughs> yeah you know, answering a call or something on the motorcycle and you need to get to it quick, you need to be able to yeah. maneuver it through tight spots
1: so. <laughs> and fast. <laughs> so there's a lot of
0: uh, a lot of places, and I I remember even reading that in certain states the MSF even offers uh, like dirt bike courses. Oh, stuff. I did not know that. Actually, yeah. I did not see that for dirt. And yeah, the first thing I really? did was check to see if Utah has an option, and then unfortunately, it does not. Of course, which is kind of ironic because Utah is yeah. huge with the, like the off road and outdoor scene, especially
1: down south, in, like yeah. the Moab area. You would really think that so, uh, that would be in this area, but yeah. Um, and maybe we can talk about that another time, like off road schools or.
0: I think that um, would be cool. You know, yeah, you can
1: go from there. But I don't know. For you, I guess, like what was what was your first day like
0: (laughs) my first day was really good it was actually like midsummer in june in june Mm -hmm. so almost mid like it was towards the end of june and um what i remember the most is that (laughs) it was actually like a little bit of an overcast day so it was kind of nice because it wasn't like super sunny it was actually a little bit kind of cooler outside so Mm -hmm. it was very nice because then it (laughs) warmed up very quick and um yeah it was just like a very chill group of people it wasn't like a full class and i got there a little late because my time skip keeping skills are abysmal so true, i got stuck true story. on the little um little suzuki van van pictured here <laughs> for those who are watching this on youtube if you're listening to this suzuki van man look it up it's a very Motorcycle looking motorcycle with a very fat back back tire, <laughs> and it just it was the dinkiest little thing. But you know, it was a perfect bike to learn on because I could flat foot it. It was very light and mm. maneuverable and easy on the ground. The first gear threw me off a lot though because it was basically like like you you got to kick it into second almost immediately. Oh, is a very get short gear? Very short gear. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and. We got there and the instructors instructors were all um very concise very patient with everyone and we had riders of various skill levels (laughs) and this was my first time ever on a motorcycle like actually riding one Mm. like i've sat on them before but i never actually rode a motorcycle and i didn't know how to how to switch gears i didn't know how to I don't know which what the brake and the clutch were, yeah, and all of that. Was
1: that your? So that was your first time like riding, riding a motorcycle or on it. Yeah, motor, yeah, yeah, okay, like, operating. Yeah, yeah, operating a motorcycle okay. was my first time. I've sat
0: on plenty motorcycles before. <laughs> when I was a kid, my uncle used to have a uh, my uncle back in Russia used to have a motorcycle uh, with a sidecar, and I used to ride in that. Oh, I think yeah. it was it wasn't a Ural; it was a Minsk, which is Belarusian. Hmm. And yeah, it was pretty cool. But yeah, that was my first time ever even like turning a motorcycle on yeah or revving it or anything like that and yeah the first thing obviously they, they went out they talked about all the safety all the safety stuff all the ground rules and stuff like that make sure if you know where to put your feet where to, <laughs> all the controls are and all that stuff uh how to switch gears and then after a little bit of instruction kind of like walking the bikes back and forth they oh, actually had yeah. us
1: uh learn how to feather the the clutch nice a little bit did uh for you because i've heard of this happening i um and i i personally didn't witness it at mine um my my dad rides and I, I can't remember if he said he's if somebody got kicked out or not i i can't remember so somebody told me um they watched someone get kicked out because if you're not being safe if you're not taking it seriously oh, yeah. instructors they, they there are stories that they've been known to like. Say, hey, you're you're out of here. You're a safety hazard.
0: Yeah, and I think that did, that's. Yeah. Oh no, it did didn't you happen know in said, mine. Okay, no. yeah, So the craziest thing that happened to mine, it was on the final, the final test that we had to do, and it's the one where you have to like emergency brake. So oh you yeah. Speed up to what, like 15, 20, so miles did, hour, 20 miles an hour, twenty miles an hour, and hit the brakes both front and back uh one lady actually ended up locking up her front brake and like Ooh. almost flew over almost the motorcycle hi- almost
1: high-sided during yeah. the msf yeah.
0: wow she was like that you could see the back <laughs> wheel lift off but she like landed it back Ooh. she still passed but she just went like i went mean the brake a little too
1: hard she i guess she she main con- maintained control she maintained the bike. control <laughs> so, so that, yep, that's all that really i guess matters. that counts yeah <laughs> that's really fun which
0: actually. we were just like oh that's scary and then um but no, nobody kicked out. That was probably the craziest thing. Mm. And like I said, we had riders of different levels. There was uh, there was one lady I remember. Um, she had plenty of experience riding like dirt bikes and stuff, but um, she never. But she wanted to get into like the road. road bikes yeah. and street legal street bikes and stuff. So she went took that course just once, so she didn't have to take it at them. Like the DMV, yeah, because she still didn't have like a like a street street legal bike, so she figured if yeah, you know, and to learn about like uh, just the do's and don'ts of street riding compared to dirt riding, because yeah. you know you have to well, watch out for other people, pay attention to the rules of the road, all the stuff yeah. that you do in the car that. When riding dirt, you don't really have to worry about. Yeah,
1: and you know, like just from what my experience with the DMV and like doing like a driver's test and stuff like that, oh, yeah. like I just feel like that adds like an unnecessary amount of stress um, because you don't know who your tester is. Um, versus at the MSF, you know, you got people who love motorcycles; they want people to ride, they yeah, want them to ride safely. And it's not to say that that people at DMV aren't like that, but I mean. You know, I, I just don't know. Yeah. So, like, I just when I took my, I was when I was, I didn't have to do that.
0: when I was 16 and I took my driver's test at the DMV, I literally had some old guy with like a very bushy mustache. Mm. And I think it was the end of his, of his shift. <laughs> and he was just like, I was two days from retirement. Yeah, he literally had me drive around the block, oh. like do a couple of like left turns at a red light parallel park. And it was like, all right, you pass. And yeah. that's it. I was just like. Oh, cool! That took about twenty minutes. I feel totally confident and safe too
1: to be out on the yeah, road. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's honestly a joke. Yeah, uh, that. Yeah. So, it's, uh, so you get like a nice, good benefit. Um, you know, you get people who like want to teach you and they can help you improve. Yeah. Um, you know, from there and like, because if you fail the MSF, there's like a small fee to retake it, and then oh yeah, it's like, not a big fee to retake fee. And, the course. I and mean.
0: honestly, I think it's like if you fail it, like, I think it's probably a good indicator that like. You're it, you're probably not ready to yeah. be out on yeah. the road because i mean it, it, it's that's a dangerous
1: machine yeah. motorcycles are not yeah. safe <laughs> when i remember like for me like when i was starting out too like i mean like i said like a honda rebel scared me yeah you know um i i show up there there happens to be a rebel 300 of like the same like um uh style the one i want the 500 i wanted to get so i was like mm-hmm. well that's the bike i'm getting so i'm just a little bigger bigger so i was on a 300 and like you know starting out i was like oh geez oh geez oh geez yeah um and stuff like that. I was actually positive I failed my test. Yeah, I was. Um, I was. I was pulling my hair out. Mine um, was just like not okay. You know. Was <laughs> so. yours a
0: two day course? Yeah, like yeah. A Saturday a, Sunday type yeah, deal. Yeah, Saturday okay, Sunday same deal. Same here. And I remember on that first day when they actually like let you start riding. Yeah. Like properly, I was just like, Whoa, this is this feels <laughs> fa- this feels fast. Like yeah. I'm moving fast, and I'm going on going like 15 <laughs> miles <laughs> <Yeah>. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> on the little little thumper, I think- but like it still feels once you start actually doing like the churns and stuff yeah. like that, that's when you're like, "Oh yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I, I like this. Yeah, it, was
1: like, it was like, it was really nice to actually get out and do it. Cause like, yeah, what got me into writing, like, uh, I was, I was listening to a podcast where somebody talked about writing was really good for them. Um, and then out at my, grandparents property they had a four-wheeler so i took that out and i hadn't mm-hmm. done that before and i was like oh this is actually really fun maybe i should look into a motorcycle and then was yeah like, boy i didn't know what i was getting into so my but- <laughs> the reason i wanted to ride is because uh, of
0: youtube and uh it was um it was a youtube channel it was called vagabrothers oh yeah and those guys. It was two brothers that love to travel and stuff <laughs> and they had like a four-part series of them riding their motorcycles up the highway one in california mm, yeah a big sur and stuff and i was like wow bucket. that looked amazing <laughs> that's and a bucket from that day on i was just like one day i'm gonna get a motorcycle Yeah. And then three
1: years later i got a motorcycle
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so it took me a while to get there but that's okay
1: yeah no i had to do a whole bunch of research it took me a, yeah. I, I think i had started researching motorcycle stuff like in like mid 2019 that's when i took my msf well, 2019. Oh, 2019 oh nice yeah. i took mine okay. like I think I, you know, I, yeah, I remember uh, it was when COVID had started to like kind of creep its way here. Oh, um, so you got to, just in time, just There's in time. That. Like I, <laughs> I think it was the next week. That's when lockdown happened. Ooh, it was yeah. like, cause I yeah, get... it was because I, when I had, I had to go take the DMV test mm-hmm. to get my license the table. Oh yeah. Well, sorry yeah. about that. I was Not hitting the good. table. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, um, yeah, I went to take the DMV test, and we had to do all the whole thing with COVID. Like They were oh, letting five yeah. people in at a time or something. I waited in my car for like an hour and a half in the parking lot oh, wow. to get in. <laughs> so How about you still got it? I got so it, no, it. Yeah, so I, I got it just in time.
0: Um, yeah, I took mine in summer of 2019, so it was um, so it was almost a year before I actually got my first mm-hmm. bike cause because I didn't have enough money for yeah. a bike at the time. Uh, but I really wanted to see if I even enjoy writing or if if I can yeah. even do it. So I'm like, I'm just going to take the course. And I, <laughs> I took it. I passed and everything. And uh, in 2020, before COVID, I got a new job and actually had enough income nice. to afford a <laughs> to afford a bike. <laughs>
1: so yeah, for me, it worked out really well, like with COVID hitting. Cause then we got our stimulus checks and that's kind of Oh like yeah, same. That helped that, out. Yeah. A that helped a lot. <laughs> so. That's what I used for buy my
0: gear, you know, <laughs> stimulating that economy. <laughs> yeah. Have
1: we mentioned, uh, did we mention it? I don't think it would have come up with topic we had uh, last month. Um, for the first episode. Did we talk about how we like kind of started? Cause I, like, I put a picture of my bike on and like we had somehow bought a bike within the same week without even know, yeah. like, knowing or I, talking to each other because yeah. we, we hadn't talked to each other for yeah. years so <laughs> yeah we,
0: we knew each other but we, we like didn't hang out or weren't really friends or anything like yeah. that i just saw i had him on snapchat and i saw that uh he bought a bike and i was like oh that's a cool looking bike dude what is it I'm like oh it's a honda Rebel. I was just like oh i just got a cb500 he's like oh dude i just got this too so, I mean, then we ended up riding like like a month or a couple yeah. of weeks later after that yeah and yeah i've been riding ever since so Good back time. to the course though and then uh
1: what was your second day experience like? Second day was a little miserable because it was, it was really it was one of those weird days because I took it in March. It was oh. it was uh, first really cold and then really hot and then really cold again. Yep, And really. That hot. Sounds like a
0: Utah yeah weather in March.
1: Um, so for those four hours. Yeah, <laughs> so, but like I said, like you know we went through that. At the end of the second day, we took our test. Um, I was positive I failed. Like I, mm-hmm. I I think at one point my foot went down during like the stop and turn. Uh, uh, practice or yeah. a pra- uh, procedure. Um, and yeah, so I was like, like, no, I failed. I'm screwed. I'm failed. Um, you know, and even it's like, Oh, I could take it again, but I was just beating myself up and then I passed. Yeah. Um, but that's not all <laughs> as you know, <laughs> I've told you, um, cause in Utah, maybe it's elsewhere, but here in Utah, if you want to ride a bigger bike, um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but if you want to ride anything from like a 650 and up, yeah. six fifty. you have to up. take a second test, the same test on a bigger bike, on a bigger bike, something that's six fifty CC or higher yeah, or higher. Like, and well, I didn't take that test because in my, my beginner mind, I was like, Oh, 500 plenty. I'll never need more than that. <laughs> Dude, of course, what of course, you know? who would, <laughs> um, you know, and then, yeah, eight months later, I guess. <laughs> but no, I guess, um, yeah. Um, so anyway, I was looking at my, uh, my passing stuff and the endorsements they signed off on. Um, and maybe I shouldn't put this out to the public, but I, but I, I passed, and yeah, they, no I, care now. I, I passed. Uh, they wrote me off as passing 650, so I, I saved a little bit of cash, and there you go. I didn't have to nice. almost fail the <laughs> test again. <laughs> what my uh, second day experience?
0: So we went through the motions, and there was a lot more like less learning and more just drills. Yeah, I remember doing like the different maneuvers, the different parts of the test before actually taking the test at the end of the day, and. <laughs> Uh, I was pretty confident that I passed on the first one because I never put my foot down. I think I did most of the things right. I don't remember my exact score. And then it was time to retake it on the 650cc. <laughs> and uh, for those for those that are watching, you saw my the bike that I was on during my MSF, the little Suzuki Van Van. Well, it's a small bike that's close to the ground and that I can put my feet down on. And they put me on a... Suzuki DRZ 650 for my 650cc test, which if you're not familiar with how that bike looks, it it's it's like a mile it's, off the ground. Yeah. It's tall. You can't even, I can't I can't even throw my foot over it and I'm six foot one.
1: It's a very intimidating
0: bike. It's for a very a new intimidating rider. bike for a new rider, and especially if you need to do the figure eight and lean it over. Oh, you're <laughs> high off the ground, and that's a little scary. A yeah. little sketchy. And <laughs> I remember putting my foot down and uh after i finished the guy told me that i did not pass so i was like well darn it mm. guess i'll i'll just have to come back and retake it some like in a couple of weeks or something <laughs> but then i talked to like the head the head coach and it's just like oh yeah too bad i didn't pass he's like oh what do you mean you didn't pass it and i was like oh yeah the guy said i didn't get, the, get enough points or got too many points knocked off he's like oh let me see this and he like took a, took a look at the paper and he's like what he was like what bike did they put you on i was like oh it was that?" They tall suzuki over there it's just like why they put you on that He's like you know what I think, I think you did good and just barked me off as passing and signed it off. So I was like, I'm not going to argue with that. No. Yeah. I'll just take it (laughs) because I too out very quickly outgrew my 500 CC bike.
1: Yeah. It was, it was a good, (laughs) uh, if you're in Utah or if your state has the same similar or similar rules, um, just take the bigger test. Yeah. um, Just do it. It's it'll just save you so much. Don't, don't, don't bank on being as lucky as I did that day. Yeah. Uh, But, but I don't know. (laughs) Did you, did you you feel,
0: oh, go ahead. Or you can just
1: not take it. No, just kidding. no don't, no, don't, don't do girls. that don't do that um, we, did, did you feel ready or safe like did you feel like you were safe when you took past when they when they passed you
0: no okay no I
1: <laughs> I feel like and this is kind of like like we say
0: we're gonna talk about like you know maybe improvements and things like that mm-hmm. or things that we liked and dislike um, but that's kind of <laughs> like one of the things it's it's kind of like if you're listening from another country both the to get a driver's license in America it's dead easy. And to apparently to get a motorcycle endorsement, it was also very easy. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, either reading on Reddit, or, like seeing online the kind of tests and schooling you have to do to get uh, motorcycle endorsement in like Europe or even Canada and things like that. Oh, it is way way harder. You're talking oh, yeah. like you're talking like month or two of schooling of uh, various tests, various like scenarios and speeds and everything. They <laughs> go through all of these kinds of motions and things like that and that's uh and that's not even going to give you full access to like the biggest the biggest bikes right. it gives you like the a1 license i think in europe that's what they call it yeah or something an like a1 that. and a2 yeah and you I start out the, with one's bigger than the other yeah so, so. one you're only limited to like like 300 cc bikes or like something very low and then once you've, and you get you, enough yeah. of riding hours, you can apply or you can test for like the, the higher license. Until and that you work your that way reminds me the higher of higher
1: one. Yeah, and that, that actually uh, reminds me. Uh, when I was doing my research, I wasn't sure if this was going to come up at all. But um, for Americans, so once you have your, if you take the MSF and your license in the U.S. to ride in Europe, you have to get. I think it was called an IPD. You need to get a in, independent driving permit. Oh. um i suppose that they're easy to get and they're cheap but like is here, that if you're moving to live there or if you're just visiting to drive that there? Like if you're going to tour or like I, okay. I, I didn't look into if you need to actually get their uh a1 or go through their course I'm, to get i would assume it. if you're just if you're gonna be a there resident. temporary yeah if you're temporary if you're, i don't think yeah. you have
0: to but i think if you're permanently there then mm. obviously you have to get like a local driver's license and i don't know what that yeah. entails but, I, and i happened yeah. across
1: um the army's website like not not the recruiting page but the u.s army says like oh for if you're gonna be stationed in europe and ride a motorcycle then you have to get a a, a they recommended getting a, a belgian license hmm. I, I yeah i don't know okay so, but <laughs> so there you go. Um, if, you, if you need that information for the future <laughs> yeah so it's like so i guess if you're trying to go over there um to ride you'd have to get that and i, I think having that uh, license or the msf training and your motorcycle license in the u.s that's going to make yeah. it easier and also I, you'll know how to ride
0: yeah so. i think that's probably like regardless of what you're planning on doing i mm-hmm. think msf is just a very good thing to take yeah. but like back to, back to your question of did i feel safe <laughs> yeah. going out on the road it when i got my bike i didn't even ride it from the dealership i had my friend uh borrow one of my friends and I, we borrowed a trailer from his dad mm. and towed it back up on the trailer because I was like, there's no way I am ready to ride <laughs> on the freeway for, like, 40 minutes from Salt Lake because uh, that sounds terrifying. That's well, if you're going to be from Salt scary. Lake, too, Yeah, I mean, you don't
1: want to be on the freeway on your friends. <laughs> no. On so, the highway, I should say. <laughs> yeah. And
0: uh, so, yeah, so we drove up, and then, like, later that day, I just rode around the neighborhoods, and I probably just stuck to the neighborhoods for a good, like couple of weeks Mm -hmm. before finally heading out to the freeway which was nerve-wracking at first especially when you have a semi passing you it's absolutely
1: scary yeah no it's (laughs) it's it's eye-opening i um i was the same way i i didn't ride mine home like i bought it brand new um because i was i was having car troubles at the time and it's like you know what i'm done with used vehicles i'm buying zero miles yeah um and you know, I didn't want to take that shiny new bike home with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> having no riding experience other than the MSF. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy, you know sales guy, he was cool, and he's just like, "Hey, you'd be fine. You can take it." i it's like, "No," I was like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll they arranged delivery." So they actually dropped up oh, my bike off nice. to me. That's um, very cool. The same guy actually. He like, um, it wasn't like one of their texts, whatever. He just yeah. he pulls up and that's that's very nice. Hands me the keys. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. Um, they. Yeah, I, I wasn't ready though either. I probably spent like yeah a few weeks to a month just riding around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There, I found like an empty church parking lot. Which to live in Utah, you know, um, <laughs> there <they're laughs> are plenty it's of those everywhere. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, so I was just practicing in an empty parking lot, uh, riding around the neighborhood, and then I finally decided to go to a coffee shop and, on the bike, and yeah, you know, that was actually really cool. The freeway was terrifying though. Yeah, the first time I did do that, that was like two months later yeah that was it's probably when we actually like started writing i think like, so. i out. think i had written maybe maybe, like, to that to my parents at one point yeah. uh yeah that's what it was and i was just like i was i was in my head uh, coming up on the ramp you know in this well, little 500 and i just
0: scary it when was you, <laughs> when you have those giant semis and like pickup trucks and stuff passing near you it was it, really it nice at very first very terrifying so i was
1: you know i was like in my head i was scared like i said and when i got on that on that ramp and i mm-hmm. just gunned it and luckily it happened to be like a sunday summer summer sunday morning um, so not very busy it was empty honestly at first very nice. and so i was just i gunned it and got that thing going um and i was just like, like i was terrified after i started doing that i was terrified for maybe mm-hmm. like five seconds two yeah. seconds and i was like oh i love this
0: <laughs> so. my first time on the freeway was between uh mountain green and morgan oh yeah so lots of semis and stuff there but yeah. less traffic so it's kind of nice still and okay so With all that, I think that brings me to saying like that's probably one of the biggest things that I think I wouldn't mind seeing improved Mm -hmm. is that maybe making the course a little more challenging, a little longer and stuff because two days is not a lot to learn. And I know it's like the basics, but it's still, Mm -hmm. you know, you're pretty much told like, all right, you're ready to go ride out on all the big roads and on the on whatever bike you want depending on which test you passed and license you got Mm -hmm. and i'm just like okay and but i guess like you know if you're a smart person if you're if you're uh value your life you're yeah slowly step up to the harder
1: roads Um, and stuff like that so it wouldn't be uh the i i agree and sometimes i think if maybe um the you know, maybe they could do something like for because some people do grow up with motorcycles, dirt bikes, yeah. and stuff like that, so they they know how to operate a motorcycle. So mm-hmm. they could just offer like a road course or something. Yeah. Versus, like for me and you, we knew nothing really about them. Yeah. Um, so you start from square one. This is this is a break. This is a throttle You know. Yeah. And move into it. Um, maybe you could offer another course like that. But yeah, definitely, I think extending them. Um, I, yeah i i still feel like maybe europe and you know because i'm not used to that stuff like, i i think that's a little invasive it seems like very challenging
0: it seems like a lot but yeah maybe um, it makes for better riders or better drivers because you know, i've I, I heard like depending on the country in europe for example like in russia and stuff uh it takes like a few months to even get a driver's license because mm. you gotta you gotta drive in a simulator even before they even get you on, on the main road and stuff here i went to like if <laughs> well, I went to two weeks of like the a one driving school yeah. and then took a test of the DMV and they're like, all right, we're you're ready done. to drive. Here yeah. you go. I'm just <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. Put, good luck. Let's pray about it. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So I think
1: it'd be like nice if they did in- increase it a little bit just for safety, but mm-hmm. um maybe not Europe level, but just yeah, a little yeah, not, better. Yeah. Just, and maybe not even so much. Like I think the MSF training itself is really good. Yeah. Um I just think it's like how you're just given free reign, and this isn't the MS. this isn't on the MSF. This is yeah. just it is what it is. Uh you know, like yeah, you you get that piece of paper and you're off you're off. You yeah. Know? Um like if maybe there was some type of like waiting period or you had to get so many hours or something, you yeah. Know, but kinda um, like uh, if you start driving at, like, 16, you can't have other people in the car with you.
0: Yeah, Until, you could have, like, some Like, for six months or something Yeah, like you could that. have some requirements. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good, like, middle, gra- middle ground kind of deal. And I yeah. think it'd be kind of nice if they touched a little bit more on, like, high speed or highway riding and things like that. I, yeah. Especially because, you know, where we live here, it is... I mean, you're not getting anywhere without getting on the highway. Right. Or on a very high speed limit road. Yeah. And I so think... I think I would have just liked to see them touch up a little bit more and maybe have them some kind of like simulated drills of riding mm. in traffic uh, around other like big cars and things like that. Yeah. I think, yeah, just, or something along those lines. I don't know. I don't design courses. Yeah, So, <laughs> you know, so
1: we, we were like kind of, you know, talking about this episode, how we're going to record this and talk about it and stuff. And I was thinking about it. It's like, I think some like free reign, you know, like pedal to the metal the the second you get that paper, you know, it's like a little, like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that really. Um, But at the same time, like I I do want to emphasize like the instruction from the, from the, uh, from the instructor, the instruction from the instructors, (laughs) Uh, it was very good. Oh yeah. That's,
0: that's what I liked. One of my favorite parts is the fact that um, all of my instructors, they were very patient. They were very Mm. ready to like answer people's questions and they were very observant, so they were very on point of telling you like, yeah. Hey, you're doing this wrong, hey, keep your hand, like eyes up, don't look at the don't look at that was my big thing yeah. is <laughs> like I kept looking at the ground and I'm stopping and stuff, but they were like, eyes forward, mm-hmm. eyes always, you know, look to see where you're going. No same. And they were just always very on point about yeah. uh what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong. They were very supportive and just overall like very good people. So no, they were like and they I, they, they, I made, had a they make motorcycling feel like approachable and yeah. welcoming and things like that instead of this like scary thing for
1: hardcore people that <laughs> yeah i just want to like ride there they want to cause yeah like so, but no i i had a really good time actually it, w- it was a lot of fun the instructors were great and they they really honed in it's like you're not done like you have to keep mm-hmm. practicing practice 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 so, like um it, so it, i don't want Maybe saying like there are, you have free reign, you're off fun to go. It's like maybe that's not giving people enough credit or anything, but um, it is up to the individual rider yeah. to maintain their practicing. Which I think personally, I I feel like I've lacked on this year.
0: I've um, lacked on a little bit this year. We had some long rides though.
1: We did. This we did. Year. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we did get to use emergency braking with those elk in yeah. Colorado. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. true. <laughs> See, um, it uh, saved us. <laughs> it did. We, we remember our training,
0: but i think the biggest thing i personally can improve on is just a lot of like the low speed maneuvers Mm -hmm. and things like that same and i really want to take a proper off-road riding course because i had my little tumble back in Mm -hmm. (laughs) back in back during the summer which i didn't get hurt and the bike just got scratched a little bit which (laughs) is i mean it wasn't anything bad but i'm like i don't want that to happen again or minimize the risk of happening again so i think yeah i think just in general i guess the the biggest advice I can give from this
1: yeah. episode is, you know, continuing to practice
0: is always a good idea.
1: And there's like one YouTube channel I was watching like religiously, like when I was first started writing, um, is, uh, uh, what's his name? Dan, Dan, the fireman on YouTube. Oh Yeah. I've heard of you him. Know, he's a firefighter. He does like, he does reviews of crashes. He has his own like list of like patterns and stuff to look for. Yeah. Um, i just like, yeah how to be a safe writer basically um i think he is an msf instructor as well i don't know but um he's you know there's there's a lot of good information out there for you to keep to continue being a good writer um but yeah starting out though i i there was a, a a good period where i was a little overwhelmed yeah um it
0: does feel, especially looking at all the buttons and oh, I just everything thought. like that and how to yeah shift gears. That was the toughest. Thing for me. It was like, <laughs> especially that first to second gear because I fe- when, when you're first starting, it feels like there's so much, so many steps. Like
1: you know, clutch in, let go of the throttle, like pick yeah. up gear, yeah. like, <laughs> I, like, um, like I clutch out. I did on- remember one thought I did have like like when I was thinking like, what else could they do? Because one thing that freaked me out the first time was uh, rain, riding in rain with a wet road. Oh, so I, I, like, I don't. I don't know yeah. if you could fit this in, but if they could get like a garden hose or and spray down a part of the parking lot, and you have to ride through it just to like, hey, like, this just is how feel. Yeah, just yeah. to like, I like that because I mean, tires are really good, bikes are really good yeah. riding, but I just think it'd be good for like a beginner to at least have like that initial experience to like get okay, your tires touching surface. something wet. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's kind of like taking your car out to a yeah. church parking lot in the winter and doing some donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You, you
1: know how it feels. Yeah, so then you know. I think in a controlled environment, that would have been a better place for me personally yeah, to like, it, I to agree. know like, like, in what, what rain. a wet bike feels like. <laughs> My first rain riding experience was a full on thunderstorm <laughs> on the freeway.
0: And it yep. was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Especially when you have some ice passing, you know, and the giant mist kicks in. Yep. You can't see shit. And it's like, whew, I made a home. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, freezing. Was, was that the place to learn it? Like you learned, I learned very well, but I preferably wouldn't have not liked to learn it there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it was kind of my fault because I just went right now to far away, and then it ended up raining. So I was like, "Well, I got to get home somehow." Yeah, exactly. So,
1: but um, no, I think that was about all I uh, had on like thoughts anyway about like what else could be different. Um, Just you know, it's not not criticism. It's just thoughts I've had. And oh yeah, um, it's a it's a super great program, like you said. I'm I mean, excited to take the advanced course. To, yeah, me too. I'm trying to decide to, if I wanted to, do to get that, the advanced course this year or if I want to try and find like an off-road clinic. First. I was uh, I was basically yeah. trying to do the same thing. So. so maybe we can talk about off-road clinics down the road or something. But end up finding one that'd be a good. That'd be really cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Too, yeah. So let's talk about after. Um, but the MSF, like we said, like just really they've they've done a, like a lot of good research and stuff from there, and and not just for motorcyclists. Um, I don't know if you saw it on the notes here but they also provide education for non-motorcyclists. Oh yeah, I did see that. Um, and I have that right here. You know, they have like the five or six steps, uh, five, I think Let's see, you know, please look out for motorcyclists, focus on driving, use your turn signals, give two wheelers some room and keep it in the car. So don't throw stuff out your windows. Yeah, I did have teenagers. Okay. I was in my first few months of riding, Some teenagers, like at a, they pulled up at a, when I was at a intersection at a stoplight and they like popped like one of those like pole string, uh, not a firework confetti, but like, things. Yeah, confetti yeah. things one i was very mad but i was on a 500 <laughs> so i couldn't catch them and i wasn't about to go chase yeah. them
0: but don't so chase don't, cars don't do that don't chase yeah. cars you'll lose yeah <laughs> so so yeah i think that's i think we pretty much covered everything mm-hmm. that i think, I think so today, other than so.
1: other than that like everything that i've learned in the msf from the beginners course on top of my practicing and like just my own like how to be a safer rider while I was in that first year of writing, mm-hmm. um, I think I've used every one of those skills. Oh, yeah. 100%. I've had, I've had some here. close calls. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the, yeah.
0: the biggest skills I always remind myself is like the low speed maneuvers. Yep. And to keep my eyes up. <laughs> yep. Not look down. <laughs> that I still need to work. I, yeah. I'm, I, it's so hard. I need to get better. <laughs> it's so hard to do so. <laughs> you just got to do it all the time. It, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like human instinct to look at like the danger and if you're yeah. like stopping or something you get
1: so fixated on it the but, the thing that in slow speed maneuvers the thing that always trips me up and i really want to be good at them um is the figure eights yeah i think because that was one of the things like where i felt like why i failed mm-hmm. so i was like no i have to like so I, it's it's a dream of mine to master the figure eight <laughs> you know well once winter is over yeah, we'll get, get there. Back we'll on get that. there. So, anyways, so I think that's about all we really had yeah. to say for our experiences and our, just to like, kind of give some people who are and, curious about the MSF some information.
0: Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube and you've taken an MSF course or planning on to, feel free to let us know in the comments about your experience or if you have any questions for us about the courses or just motorcycles in general. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening on Spotify or if you're listening to this, uh, you can email us your questions and comments over at tdt Motor- motorcycles yeah. at gmail.com and uh yeah that's that's where you can find us and you know if you have topic suggestions and everything like that mm-hmm. you can also find
1: this or feel free to email us or yeah comment yeah to, I, i'm actually curious yeah, if, if, like that. let us know if we've got something wrong or if we didn't elaborate oh, yeah. on something you know if we so.
0: <laughs> if we didn't mention something right Definitely correct us. We'll acknowledge you in the next episode because we want our information to be as accurate as we can. Mm-hmm. We can make it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, yeah. sometimes we may mislick it or something. So if you have corrections,
1: let us know. No about your experience and but yeah other than that um, not just thanks for the people who've listened to our first episode uh, it was really cool to see us getting some some listens and yeah yeah we really appreciate it so keep it coming and uh, we'll get back to you over email or on the comments
0: yep and we'll see you in the next episode next <laughs> episode have a good, have a good one.